the more and more I'm reading this book, the more I know that I need to be making videos for women to teach them what is in this book. Um, and that's what I'm going to start doing. Because women now are doing everything that the Bible says not to do, especially the women in the Christian church and even the Torah movement. They still won't get rid of the Jezebel spirit. Um, and especially the women in Babylon, America, Ephraim, because the punishment coming to them is so horrific. How could I not? God has revealed this to me now and how could I just sit here and not try and reach more people? I mean, I'm trying to reach people on Twitter, but it's just get, getting, I'm just too convicted to not um, make videos now. So I'm in Isaiah 13 and the context is end times judgment. It's the judgment of Babylon. Um, so I'll go from verse six. How ye for the day of the Lord is at hand, the day of the Lord, the sixth seal um, in, in Revelation of the seals. It shall come as a, as a destruction from the Almighty. Therefore shall all hands be faint and every man's heart shall melt. That's what the Messiah is talking about, that man's hearts are going to fail themselves for fear. It's going to be that terrifying. And they shall be afraid. Pangs and sorrows shall take hold of them. They shall be in pain as a woman that travails. They shall be amazed one at another. Their faces shall be as flames. That's interesting, actually, that it says amazed, because I was reading in First Peter 3 um, that the women particularly need to make sure that they're not afraid. They're not so afraid with any amazement. Um, and when you actually look at those words... It can see. It seems like it's talking about when you're afraid, so run away. Um, so you're afraid of the persecution at hand, or you, you're afraid at um, you're afraid of man instead of God, basically, and it can cause you to fall. And we've seen that a lot um, amongst our brothers and sisters in our group. Um, the birth pangs as well. Fifth, fifth seal. The birth pangs increase and get worse and worse and worse. You've got wars and rumours of wars. It's all happening now. And then then they'll say peace and safety. They'll, something will happen where there seems to be a, a, a time of peace or a time of resolution. But then comes the sixth seal, which is great tribulation. And they'll not be... There has been no time in the history of this earth um, that will be as brutal as what is coming. Um, and especially to the women they they just they have the worst punishment you can't read this and say that they don't really um behold the day of the lord comes cruel cruel yeah both with wrath and fierce anger to lay the land desolate and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it for the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light the sun shall be darkened in his going forth and the moon shall not cause her light to shine six seal from revelation and I will punish the world, the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity. And I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. Yah hates a haughty look. He hates a proud spirit, especially women who dress themselves up in a way that makes them feel better about themselves. So they're deceived in their own minds about how they look. So they act more arrogant than they normally would. Um... I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even a man than the golden wedge of Ophir. 
Therefore I will shake the heavens and the earth shall remove out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of its fierce anger. So it all um, six seal judgment. Um, I'll skip down a little bit. Everyone that is found shall be thrust through and everyone that is joined unto them shall fall by the sword. This sounds like men going to war and being killed. Their children also shall be dashed to pieces before their eyes, their eyes, their houses shall be spoiled and their wives ravished. The husbands of these wives are going to be killed in battle and their children are going to be dashed to pieces in front of their very eyes. I want to read from the Testament of Reuben, but I know that the Christian church are going to say, oh, it's not in the canon, but I'm going to read it first and then we'll look at the scriptures that actually back it up because this just expounds on um, what the scriptures already say. And any woman listening to this, if you say that this isn't you, you're a liar. I know it because I know that it was me and I know that it's addressed to all women. This is a spirit. We're dealing with Jezebel and Ahab's spirits. Ahab is tolerating Jezebel and Jezebel is deceived by the serpent. And it's just, the latter end is going to be just like it was in the garden. And that's what we're seeing now. So just let us read this. Just hear us out and tell me if this is a lie. Be convicted and obey that conviction. Grace is conviction on the heart to obey God. If you feel convicted to obey God's ways, that is his spirit of grace. And if you don't obey that, you won't be saved by grace. Grace is not a merit favor. So for evil are women, my children, evil are women. We all do it in our own way. We've all done it. And it's going to manifest differently for each woman. But come on, this it's talking about all women. For evil are women, my children, and since they have no power or strength over man, they use wiles by outward attractions that they may draw him to themselves. Wiles is like trickery. It's like using tricks or like strategies to get what you want. It's manipulation, basically. So because she doesn't have the same like brute force or like the same demeanor as a man, she can't gain power in the same way that men do. So she uses our own sexuality. That's what they do. Um, and those that they cannot bewitch by outward attractions, him they overcome by craft. So this is manipulation. It's going to look like putting on the tears, the waterworks, um, manipulate, using like language and things like that, being sly about things, pitting people against each other, gossiping, ruining people's reputations. It's genuinely sickening. And I know that I've partook of this as well. So, And I know that you have as well. So don't lie. Don't lie about it. Just repent. You can be forgiven. And you can stop doing this. Um... Moreover, concerning them, the angel of the Lord told me and taught me that women are overcome by the spirit of fornication more than men. No woman would ever say this as well. No woman, is, uh, no woman would ever admit to that. 
that they're more overcome by the spirit of fornication than men. And in their heart, they plot against men, and by means of their adornment, they deceive first their own minds, and by the glance of the eye instill the poison, and then through the accomplished act, they take them captive. So there's obviously an order of events that's happening here. So if a woman is going to put on her like outward adornment and things like that, the first thing that she deceives is our own self. Before she deceives anyone else. The woman is genuinely deceived. This is what Paul's talking about in 1 Timothy 2. The reason why men rule over women is because they idolize the woman, but they're not deceived. They actually, it's like they actually know what's going on, but they just choose the woman um, over God. So it's idolatry. The woman is genuinely deceived by the serpent. So if she's... Um, by means of adornment, um, they deceive first their own minds. It's like how many women, well, I'm not even going to say how many women, all women that put on makeup and do their hair and whatever, whatever adornment it is, especially makeup. This is the thing. Makeup is covetousness. You cover, you cover it in after a way that you don't actually look. No matter how much or how little you're putting on. Because I deceived myself for a long time as well, actually. Um, a good a good sister actually showed me this testament, the testament of Reuben. And it was at a time where I had just had my baby and I was, like, looking a little bit, like, ill. Um, yeah, I, was, I wasn't looking great. Like, I had... Um, like dark circles under my eyes and things like that. And I had stopped wearing the heavy eye makeup and things like that that you sort of associate with like Jezebel. Um, but I was still wearing concealer and a little bit of mascara and like some, like a little bit of lip liner and things like that. Um, still wanting to look a like a certain way. Um, and I remember this sister shared this testament with me and it was just so convicting because it's so true. Because every time I would go to put the makeup on, I would think, why do I, like, why don't I want people to know that I've got dark circles? Why do I care? It's just pride. It's just covetousness. And if you break in the 10th commandment, you're not going to inherit the kingdom. Because if God keeps convicting you, stop wearing makeup. You don't, that like, um, you're deceiving other people. It, it sows competition as well. So if you go out there wearing concealer and a little bit of mascara so that it looks like you're not wearing any makeup, other women are going to think, oh, well, she looks so pretty without makeup. And yeah, that's not your fault that, that that sins in their life. But like, you know that that's not really how you look and you're just presenting yourself in a certain way to make yourself look healthier. It's like the no makeup makeup look is like probably the worst of them all, really. Because you're trying to deceive people into thinking you're not wearing any makeup. So you're trying to make them think that you're actually more naturally beautiful than what you are. And it's just so in covetousness. And it just, it doesn't do anyone any good. Um, so that you're deceiving yourself first. That's why, like, how many women as well? Like, even all the women I've ever watched on YouTube, like, in my past, they've said, they always say, I get more done in, in the day. I feel more accomplished in the day when I put my makeup on. And it's because it's given you this arrogancy. 
It's giving you this proud look. It makes you feel like you've, you're someone that you're not. That's what it's doing. I don't know how better to explain it. Maybe it'll get better with time, but I know, I just know this so deeply because this is what happened to me and the amount of women I've heard say this exact thing. I just feel better. It, like it's, you, you're deceived. That's the feeling. You're, you are deceiving yourself and deceiving others afterwards. Um, so even if you're actually not doing it to seduce other men, if you get to that point, because that's the thing. Women don't always wear makeup to actually seduce a man and get a man into bed, but they're doing it in order to, um, it's like they know that the man isn't actually going to get to sleep with them, but they know how to get the man to treat them better. The way that a woman would get a man to treat them better or for them to get what they want is to make them think that they might get them into bed. And I don't know what's worse. Obviously, we know that actual fornication, like physical fornication is worse. But I know for me, like, I've hurt a lot of people. I've done, I will have done a lot of damage and deceived a lot of people and manipulated a lot of people. And I really can't fa thank the Father enough for giving me the Holy Spirit to actually convict me of doing that because we really are deceived. We're truly deceived. And I want, I want other women to realize that they're deceived and just give in because you know, really, you know, deep down, if you're listening to this right now and you're saying that you don't do this, like, I just don't believe you. You're a liar. You are a liar. <sighs> For a woman cannot force a man openly, but by a harlot's bearing, she beguiles him. Flee therefore fornication, my children, and command your wives and your daughters that they adorn not their heads and faces. Who adorned her head and face before she was thrown out of the window? Jezebel. What was it? She, yeah, she painted her, painted her eyes or something, looked in the mirror, painted her eyes, fixed herself up. That's how focused she was on her beauty because that was the last thing she did before she was killed. And she was killed by two or three eunuchs. The eunuchs are the men with the key of David. Um, the eunuchs are the men with the key of David and the women also with the key of David. Um, that's what the Messiah is teaching when he says that some make themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. I could do that in another video. Um, Reuben is even addressing this to um, the men to command their own households not to do this. But the times we live in now, this feminist generation, the generation that God hates more than any other generation, the, most, the generation of God's wrath, they're not going to listen to these men. And that's the thing, they're actually not listening to these men. Because, the, oh, I won't have this man rule over me. They don't want to hear what men have to say. Because even in the church, if they pretend that they submit to their husband, they really don't. Because as soon as a man, a, a true godly man rebukes them, it all comes out. The Jezebel spirit comes out. You can't tell me what to do. I don't have to submit to you. You submit to anyone that is act talking about women, not talking about men. You submit to anyone that is truly rebuking you out of the word of God. That is who you, you should submit to that because really you're submitting to God. 
Now, men is a bit different. Men should um, submit to other men that's rebuking them. Women don't rebuke men. Paul told us this in 1 Timothy 2.12. And he's quoting Genesis 3.16 because he's warning us, remember remember the curse. Remember where, why we fell. We fell because we coveted after Adam. We are the helpmate. We can, we can rebuke men in our own way. If you go back and read um, in Judges, how Deborah, um, she was a prophetess, she was anointed by God, but she didn't actually usurp the authority of Barak. She asked him questions and then prophesied through song after the war. That's what she did. She didn't just usurp the authority of, uh, the authority of Barak. And this is what the women should be like now. They're the true women of God. That question, You can question a man's false doctrine. Ask him something that he can't answer because that is so convicting. But you don't want to go out there um, thinking, oh, well, even if you know that we should be keeping the Ten Commandments, you don't want to go out there um, telling people, telling men to repent and keep the Ten Commandments. You've got to just be wise. Be wise. That's how you know who people are if they've got the Holy Spirit dwelling in them from their behavior. That's how we, that's how we know. We're even told in Deuteronomy as well. Um, the second instruction. Um, remember what, what is it? Remember what Miriam did? Or is it remember what God did to Miriam? Miriam went up against Moses and so did Aaron. Why do you think Miriam was the one that was cast out of the camp and given leprosy, was it? Why was she punished more harshly? She went up against Moses. It's a shame for her to do that. Why would, why would she do that? She usurped the authority of Moses. Um, and the same thing's going to happen again, but that's why I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell you the punishment first, which is that you're going to, women are going to be raped. The men are going to be killed at war and your children are going to be dashed to pieces. It's all the way through scripture. But people don't want to hear that. But then somehow when you sharply rebuke these women, they think that you hate them. It's like, I just don't want this to happen to you. Like I have, I have a, a baby. I say baby, he's not a baby. He's just a bit older than one now. Um, and oh my goodness, I'm so glad that God gave me that boy because he's gave me so much compassion for these children. And now these women, cause I understand what it, I understand what it's like to have a child and have that kind of, of love. And I just can't, I can't like even fathom um, that kind of punishment. And if you don't want to follow God's ways, he's going to give you up to the devil. And see how you like it then. And I hope that you at least repent then. Because then as it says here, every woman that uses these wiles that we've just been talking about, has been reserved for eternal punishment. So if you don't want to repent in great tribulation, if you won't repent now, you're going into great tribulation. And when all of these things, all these horrible things happen, if you don't repent then, you're reserved for eternal punishment. Maybe I should read Isaiah 3. And people who say that Paul isn't talking literally in 1 Timothy 2.12. Oh my goodness, I'm getting hot and bothered. 
Um, of course he's talking literally. If you want to read Isaiah, Isaiah 3, well, I will actually. Um, Isaiah 3.12, we'll just go from there. As for my people, children are their oppressors and women rule over them. O my people, they which lead thee cause you to error. The women are leading the men. They're ruling the homes or they're not. Their Jezebel spirit is ruling the home. And the church, the church is the great hall. Well, the great hall is Babylon, but you know what I mean. Um, they which lead thee cause thee to error. The women are leading. This is not, if women could rule over men, that's like, what is that saying? That is not a good thing. That is not a good prophecy that you don't want to be on that side of prophecy. Um. The Lord stands up to plead and stands to judge the people. The Lord will enter into judgment with the ancients of his people and the princes thereof. For you have eaten up the vineyard. The spoil of the poor is in your houses. What mean ye that ye beat my people to pieces and grind the faces of the poor, saith the Lord God of hosts. Moreover, the Lord saith, because the daughters of Zion are haughty, arrogant, and walk with stretched forth necks and wanton eyes, walking and mincing as they go and making a tinkling with their feet. What an image that is. And wanton, when you actually look it up, it means like, I think it was ogle, but there's a certain word. Um, it's kind of like, it's like a sexual look of the eyes where it's like you're showing playful sexual interest. Um, without it, but it, you're not being totally serious. Um, if you've got Strong's Concordance, look up wanton because it's just, it's literally saying, it, this is saying what the Testament of Reuben's saying. It's saying the same thing. Um, Therefore, the Lord will smite with a scab the crown of the head of the daughters of Zion, and the Lord will discover their secret parts. In that day, the Lord will take away their, the bravery of their tinkling ornaments about their feet and their coals. And then it goes on to describe all these different things, the chains and the bracelets and the mufflers, the bonnets, the ornaments of the legs, headbands, all these things that you want to use to adorn yourself, to paint this image of yourself that you've created in your head. And you, all you care about is, I just want people to think I'm pretty or cool or like fun. and Like God literally hates this stuff. He absolutely hates it. Um, and it shall come to pass that instead of sweet smell, there shall be stink. And instead of a girdle, a rent. And instead of well-set hair, baldness. And instead of a stomacher, a girdle sackcloth. And burning instead of beauty. Your men shall fall by the sword and thy mighty men in war. And her gates shall lament and mourn. And she being desolate shall sit upon the ground. You best repent, start keeping the holy covenants and uh, understand what God wants from women.